everyone, welcome to the Advertise Everything podcast. This is Luke Koska, Director of Visual Marketing for AdLeaks. Um, we're a platform that teaches digital marketing. Uh, we actually opened up our new vault, which is um, a bunch of great courses on everything digital marketing. Also, all the uni- e- learning units that we already had, um, along with some ebooks and everything. So go to, go to the vault and check that out. Um, but anyways, um, today we have Maxwell Finn. He's going to be talking about the building blocks of, of an ad. So the theory behind the framework of an ad, um, and how to implement it and why. So enjoy. Um, but basically what I want to talk about is the, uh, the building blocks of persuasive writing, persuasive advertising. Now, what you see on the screen, these words, I didn't invent them and they weren't invented in the last few years. This is going back to some of the original greatest debaters, marketers of all time, people like Aristotle and Socrates um, that we all know so much about and we've learned so much about when it comes to rhetoric and and debating, right, and philosophy. And the reason I'm talking about this today is I I find a lot of marketers, um, a lot of people that I look at their ads, they only audit their ads, and I, I just take a deeper dive, I see the same kind of consistent ad copy frameworks being deployed, right? And it's more so on the physical product side. I think info product um, advertisers do a little better job of incorporating these things than just physical products. And I'm not sure if that's just because a lot of info product entrepreneurs, it's their own business and so it's more personal. So they tell more stories and it's more, it feels more emotional. Um, but a lot of physical product marketers, a lot of drop shippers I see, follow a pretty consistent framework with writing ad copy. And you'll see it down here. I've already drawn an arrow to it once today, but I'll draw another arrow to it. It's right down here, the average ad, okay? Now, it's usually something like, hey, product, it's usually an emoji, product X does the best job in the world at solving problem problem Y. And then it usually says, buy now, buy now, 20% off today only. Something like that, right? Very, I'm obviously simplifying it. There's variations of it. But it's, it's very just matter of fact. It's very like, here's what this thing does and here, buy it, right? Um, and so this applies to kind of one of the tenets of persuasive writing. And that's the logos persuasion, um, which is about logic. That's facts and data and features and all that stuff. So what I want to do today is I want to walk you through the three main ones, but all five that are really out there. So two other ones, um, why they're important, how you should use them to be a more effective marketer, and then also dive in a little deeper about goals, objectives, and, um, and how to build a foundation and kind of build on each other throughout your funnel. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, again, I apologize for the mess here. It's uh, I basically did this once, did a run through, and uh, since so it's take number two. So you guys are seeing the outcome of take number one. So the building blocks of ads. All right. So ethos is the first one. Now, ethos is all about ethics and credibility. And that really comes down to who are you? Why should I trust you? So you know if you go to most if you've got any marketing event in the world and you listen to a speaker on stage, maybe you've heard me speak and you'll notice when I speak, one of the first things I do is I explain why you should listen to me, right? I tell you, hey, I've run ads for 3M, I've run ads for Rival Media, I've run ads for Pat Flynn, Kevin Harrington, I've got two, top, two, two, two comic little words, all these things, right? Ready for Ad Week, Ad Age. And I'm saying that not just because I want to say it, but because that is an important aspect of being able to persuade people. People listen to people who they think are authorities, thought leaders that have trust and credibility right? If I got up there and I said, you know, I had 500 people that I'm trying to teach Facebook ads to. And I said, Hey guys, this is Max Finn. Let me tell you about myself. Um, for the last 10 years, I've worked on a farm. 
I've done a really, really good job at uh, growing crops and harvesting crops. And last week I learned about the internet and I hopped onto Facebook and I ran a Facebook ad and I'm here today to tell you what I've learned. Nobody in that room would listen to me, right? Uh, maybe they listened for just the hell of it, but they wouldn't implement anything I said. They wouldn't buy anything I sold because I'm not a, a credible source. I'm not an authority, right? Um, below them, I'm at least equal to them, if not below them. So when it comes to advertising, a core tenant of your copy, of your creative, of your funnels needs to be about establishing that authority. It needs to be about establishing that credibility. Who you are or what the product is, why we should trust it. So if you're a supplement company, maybe it's about the, the founder of the supplement company. He worked at an MIT lab for 30 years doing research on biochemistry and he won this prize and this award and he used that, that research to find the perfect whey protein, right? That's a credible source, right? That adds value to the offer. If I'm a person looking for a new whey protein, knowing that this one is created by the world's leading biochemist, that adds some 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 trust and validity, which is going to increase the likelihood I'm going to buy that product, right? It definitely adds to the likelihood of a purchase. It doesn't detract from it. So that's ethos. It's credibility. Now, ethos can be also established kind of, it's like transference, right? So that's why a lot of this building block is about like testimonials and reviews, endorsements, celebs, those people, right? So what you can do with ethos as well is, hey, maybe you don't have the credibility, but you can get somebody who does and that person can transfer, transfer their credibility to you by association. So there's credibility by association. And so, um, you know, this is something that like Josh does really well with snow. We all know Josh and, and try snow and Josh has become a master at getting celebrities and influencers to back his product, right? And obviously Josh himself is a, a thought leader and super credible, but he also understands that, hey, I have a wide array of customers. My customers, they trust different people. They don't know me, but they might know Rob Gronkowski. They might know Floyd Mayweather. They might know Kim Kardashian. And so when they say something about how great my product is and how it makes their teeth whiter, that holds a lot more value than the company just saying it, right? So that's kind of uh, ethos by transference that you're getting. That's why a lot of the testimonials and carousel ads and reviews fall into that bucket. Okay. So ethos, though, is just one of the tenets. Then we have pathos. Now, pathos is really, really powerful. This is building the emotional connection, right? This is me establishing a genuine relationship with you as the potential buyer. And that's usually done through storytelling, through, um, through finding what, people, what makes people tick and pushing that button, right? Um, you're, you know, maybe they had a past, uh, past life event, something happened in the past that you can rekindle by telling that story or, or making a statement, right? Um, and so a lot of politicians, some of the best politicians are really, really good at this, okay? And this is why, like, not like you can't get by or you could get by you just can't be truly truly successful with just one of these things right you need all of them because listen if you just do logos and just have a logic that's why a lot of politicians lose elections right because they just do one of these things and if you're going to pick just one of them i definitely this depends on the market but for most markets would not go with just logos because people are not logical rational beings a lot of us make buying decisions based on emotions not on logic that's why there's a such thing as a buyer's remorse if all of us made purchase decisions based on logic and need and facts right we have a need here's the solution to it at the perfect price and we pay for it 
we wouldn't have this remorse. We wouldn't feel guilty when we buy things. We feel guilty because we buy things we don't need, right? But we buy things we don't need, that defies the principles of logic. We do it because of emotion, right? We make an emotional decision because something just grabs our, our, our attention. And we, we just, for whatever reason, it, we want it. And we need it and we spend money on it, right? Um, and so you look at something like Trump, President Trump did an incredible job of that with his marketing campaigns, right? He understood his core demo and what they felt, how they felt, what they wanted, truly at a deep personal level. And he spoke directly to that. He spoke in language that was inflammatory, that was emotional, that wasn't rhetoric, it wasn't here's all the things I'm going to do. It wasn't facts and numbers and figures because most people, most of core voter base don't care about that, right? And so you look at how the other campaign was run by Hillary Clinton. It was very factual. It was, here, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. Here's my plan. Here's the facts. Here's the figures. Here's my credibility. Here's my clout. I was you know, first lady. I was secretary of state. All the things that she was. But because she didn't establish an emotional relationship with the masses, it cost her election. Obviously, there's a lot of other reasons. I'm not going to get into that. Um, but it was one of the big ones, right? Trump used nicknames. Like that is emotional, right? It gets under people's skin because he gave everyone a nickname on the, on the debate stages, right? So emotions are really powerful. Being able to tell a story in your ads, in your creative is really, really powerful. Uh, if you look at any of the brands that have really grown rapidly in the last few years from you know startup to hundreds of millions to billions of dollars, all of them have been able to tell really, really good stories in their ads and genuine, gen, uh, generate um, emotional responses from customers, right? Okay. Then we have logos, which is logic, right? And so I said this part, you know, isn't the, it's not going to sell people on their own, but it's still important, right? People still do care about the features, the facts, the data. The new iPhone comes out. People still do care that it has all these new features. That's what we were looking for, right? Otherwise, why buy the new one if it doesn't have new upgrades? So when Apple advertises the new iPhone, a lot of their ads are like, they break, break apart the phone. They show all the components in it and all the new cameras and sensors and things that you're going to get. It's a logical decision. It's, hey, this phone is better than the last phone because this phone has a better battery and it does this better. So it's a logical decision to upgrade to this phone, right? Now, they also use emotion and other things to really pull you in. Um, but logic is still important. You still need to give people the data and the facts to support why your product's the best. You can't just get out there and say, you know, my new supplement is the best because it's, you know, I'm going to tell a story about why it's the best, right? That might work for some people, but most people are still going to want to know, like, what specifically is in your supplement? What specifically about it is better? Why should I trust it, right? There, there are a lot of things that go into that question. And so combining all three of these, these elements is really powerful in your copy, in your creative, in your marketing messages to have the credibility, have the emotions, and have the logic. Combining those um, leads to really, really high converting copy. So those are the three core tenets, right? But there's still just three of them, right? Um, so the, the next one is something called Kairos, which is timing. Now, timing is really important. It's been more important than ever with retargeting all the things we have now with online marketing because you can have the best message in the world, the best ad in the world, but if you deliver it to the wrong person or the right person at the wrong time, it can backfire horribly, right? And so if you have the best toy ad in the world, it's for the, you know, the targeted parents, kids are going to love it, but you deliver that ad on January 1st instead of December 1st, totally different outcome, right? And that's an obvious one. It's a no-brainer that we should all know that. But it's important because I think a lot of people treat all of their ads the same, regardless of where that person is at in their sequence. We need to realize, that, hey, somebody coming in ice cold, very, very different than somebody that's about to buy as a band of the car. 
they're in different places mindset-wise, objection-wise, and they need to be nurtured and engaged and, and spoken to in a very different way, applying different ones of these, uh, different of these uh, building blocks, right? So that's timing. Now the, the really big one, that's why it's circled and there's stars next and all stuff, is Telos. And this is the thing that I think most people are missing in their marketing, in their businesses. It's purpose and goals, right? So we're going to go over this goal sheet over here. I think it's really important before you start your business or before you start really scaling to sit down and understand like, and actually write this out. What is our goal with our business? What is the purpose of this ad we're running, both short-term and long-term, right? Is our purpose to just run offers? Are we just looking to send any old person, right? I don't care who they are, this person, this person, this person. They're all willing buyers regardless of uh, their, you know, gender, age, socioeconomic status, location, regardless of any factors where we just want them. If they're going to buy, we want them. We're going to send them over here. If they're going to buy one time. We're going to rinse and repeat. Is that what we're doing, right? Where it's just a, a short-term cycle. Or are we looking to build a brand, right? Are we looking to find the right customer, right? Not just anybody, but the right customer, get them to buy, and then getting more from them. So not just expecting to buy once, but actually providing great experience, great packaging, great support, great follow-up, building loyalty, building reviews, word of mouth getting a second purchase, increasing the value ladder, getting to spend more money with us, then getting to the third purchase, getting them into a VIP program, a continuity program, getting them to a brand ambassador, then getting them to an exit, right? Are, are we looking to exit this company? Are we looking to build something that we can sell, IPO, merge, whatever it might be? What are we looking for, right? Are we, again, are we looking to do this or are we looking to do this? And there's a lot of other variations in between here, but it is important to know this. And I don't think a lot of people do. I think a lot of, of business owners and marketers get started and they don't really have a clear idea of what their goals are with what they're doing. And the problem is if you can't see where you're going because you don't even know where you're going, how can you properly uh, steer the ship, right? How can you properly steer the marketing? Because you don't know what the goal is, so you don't even know what to look for because you don't have an end goal, right? You can't, you can't measure impact. You can't measure success if you don't know what success even means to you. And so it's like if I was, you know, Let's say I'm on, on Florida, right? I'm going to draw a really shitty uh, you know, thing of the U.S. here. So I'm down here. It's Port of Miami, and there's the keys down here, and I'm a ship, right? And you set sail, but you don't know, am I going down here to Key West, or am I going over here to Spain? Am I crossing the Atlantic, right? You can't do that because the, the path is totally different. What I need to do to make it to Spain versus just down here to Key West, totally different. The supplies I need, the maps I need, the strategies I need, the, the crew I need, everything is different, right? Other than the fact that I'm going to be on a boat and I'm moving kind of east to start, every other part of it's different. It's the same thing for building a business or a marketing plan, right? If you get started without knowing where you want to end up, you can't have, a, you can't have an effective strategy or an effective path because you don't have benchmarks. You don't have goals. And because you don't have benchmarks or goals or KPIs, you can't measure success. If you can't measure success, you can't turn off bad things and scale winning things. It just doesn't work. And if you're just using a CPA as your only goal on the front end, you're going to have problems in the long run because you can be getting the wrong customers, buying the wrong product. There's a lot of other things that go into that. So objective, really, really important. Now, um, just a few more things, okay? I'm able to get the message across way more efficiently in my take two than my take, my take one, which is good. It's important to understand too that it's not a, a race, it's not this down here. So this little guy, this DR, that a lot of people treat what we do, just mar they bucket marketing into this little kind of closed-minded bubble, which is 
prospect to purchase, prospect to purchase, prospect to purchase. And then I just keep repeating it, right? Just keep repeating it, keep repeating it. And that's my marketing. And this is just cold person to sales page too, by the way. So cold ad sales page, cold ad sales page. This is a microcosm. This is one interaction, right? No brand, Nike, Apple, Under Armour, Coke, none of them got to where they are because they just had one interaction with a prospect and that's the only interaction they focused on. It's crazy, right? No, we need to realize that there's going to be multiple interactions with our prospects, with our leads, with our buyers, with our repeat buyers. And each one of those interactions needs to build on the last interaction. This is like these colorful little lines that you see right here. Like visualize this as the, like somebody's brain. And I know this isn't like, this isn't actually, this isn't the way the brain works. I'm just saying just like for a visualization technique. Imagine at the center, at the bottom of this is that, that trigger that flips a switch to have that person take their wallet out and buy your product. But there's all of these layers, right? That person, their brain has put all these layers in for ways to say no, right? Every one of these little colors is no. No, 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 no. Don't buy, don't buy, don't buy, don't buy, right? If these, if that wasn't the case, all Ferragamo would have to do to get me, get my wife to buy this for a wedding gift for me would say, hey, this is a good wallet. It's, uh, it's nice, here's $500, it's for your wallet, right? And they would just, everyone would buy it. If all you had to do was just like, just tell people about a product and they would buy it, that would be marketing and Ferragamo would be a trillion dollar company. Every, every company would be a trillion dollar company. But that's not the case, right? Because Ferragamo could say that to me or say that to my wife, hey, this is a, uh, this is a good wallet, it's a leather wallet, that'll be $500. Well, instantly I'm gonna think of 10 questions I can ask about, well, what, what makes it worth $500? Why should I buy this wallet as opposed to other wallets? What is the, the quality? Who buy, what type of people buy this wallet? Are there any famous people that buy this wallet? There's celebrities, there's business professionals that buy this wallet. How much can I fit in that wallet? Can it fit all my credit cards? Can it fit my... There's so many questions that I have just right out of the gate before I learn anything else about that product. And all of those questions need to be answered, right? And you're not going to answer all of those in one ad, right? You're not going to overcome every objection in one ad. You can focus on the big building blocks and that's what these are up here, you know, being able to appeal to emotion and logic and reason and credibility in your copy can give you a massive head start and help you break through several leads at a time. But you're still gonna need to continue to break through, right? And like I showed on here, sure, there are gonna be a handful of people that, like this person right here. So there's gonna be a handful of people that only need to hear one thing because they're, they're already the perfect customer at the perfect time and they've been looking for something like this and all they needed was just to get a deal or something like this ad gave them. So, you know, people from ad A, sure, a few might just impulse buy. I'm going to buy. $20 product, $30 product, cool. I wanted a cool little drone. But for most of us and most products and most buyers, they're not on Facebook or Instagram or online to buy shit, right? At least in that context. They go on Amazon to buy stuff, but they're not on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube just actively looking to buy stuff, right? They're on there for a lot of other reasons. So you're interrupting their experience. And in that interruption, you're presenting a product that you're asking for their money. Okay, you're asking, you're making a big ask to somebody who doesn't know you yet. So that's why it's important to have all these touch points after that initial touch point, right? And not try to rush everything into one because you have plenty of time, right? I don't get this, this need to rush, right? We have time. Now, if your business is going to business tomorrow and you need to make money today, there's a bigger problem, right? And no matter what you do, you're not going to solve it. But we need to recognize that each touch point, right? 
each one of these touch points should act as a building block. It should be a step. And each touch point should be moving that person up those steps and closer to buying. And now some people, they might buy at this step, right? Some people might buy at this step. Some people might buy after the first touch point, right? There's easy sales, there's hard sales. But just because you can get, you know, 2% of people here doesn't mean that's all your marketing should go to this person, right? You should keep trying. You should keep building that funnel out, those touch points out, those angles, those, you know, testimonials, the stories, the facts, benefits, the price to value ratio. There's all these different angles and components of ads that you can have in your Facebook ad, on your landing page, in your retargeting, in your email marketing, in your messenger marketing, in your YouTube ads, in your Google, you know, ad search ads, in Pinterest, on TV, right? You have all these different channels, and each one of these channels should act cohesively, not independently, to further move this person up that ladder, so you get closer to, you know, 100%. Obviously, you're not going to get 100% ever, but as close as you can get up here to 100% people buying, right? And until you get to this point, you should never just you know, feel content and be like, I'm good. I'm good at 2%. I'm good at 3%. I'm good at 5%. I'm good at 10%, right? There's always a different objection you can block. There's always a better angle you can have. There's always another um, story you can tell. There's always an additional you know, ad or section of a landing page that you haven't thought of that should be incorporated into your testing, into your framework. Um, like down here, that was the, the example down here was basically, hey, you're, you're missing things and you have holes and you need to figure out what it is what I need to say, how I need to say it, where I need to say it, and plug that in, right? Um, and so just to, to recap, because I knew I threw, threw a lot of things at you um, just now. Creating a brand, building a business on the back of paid advertising and marketing, it's more than just a single Facebook ad. And I know I've talked about this a lot, and a lot of the people have been talking about it, but it is so true. It's more than just saying, my product does this and it's a, and giving people a discount, right? You need to understand why people make decisions, why people buy products, why people buy your products in your industry, what problems they have, how I solve those problems, and how to communicate with those people effectively and persuasively to overcome the objections using ethos, pathos, logos, kairos, telos, using these core principles that have been used for generations effectively by some of the greatest marketers, philosophers, politicians, and and professional business professionals in the world and leaders in the world um, so that's my ask for today is that you sit down and you map this out for your business for your brand you get clear with what your purpose is what your goal is what your what where you want to be to be successful you you have examples of ethos what can I do to build trust and credibility and authority pathos what can I say to build an emotional attachment with my brand what stories can I share logos what are the best facts, data, figures that I can share that, that really get people to know that this, this is why just scientifically, mathematically, factually, this is the best product? Kairos, timing-wise, where should I put these messages in my funnel? What's the right timing for each one of these pieces, each one of these components? And I think if you can do that, you can dramatically increase the likelihood that people are going to buy your product and the percentage of people that do buy your product. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that and um, hope to see better ads out there that convert more people and you all make more money. Thank how I need to say it, where I need to say it, and plug that in, right? Um, and so just to, to recap, because I knew I threw, threw a lot of things at you um, just now. Creating a brand, building a business on the back of 
paid advertising and marketing. It's more than just a single Facebook ad. And I know I've talked about this a lot and a lot of the people have been talking about it, but it is so true. It's more than just saying my product does this and it's a, and giving people a discount, right? You need to understand why people make decisions, why people buy products, why people buy your products in your industry, what problems they have, how I solve those problems, and how to communicate with those people effectively and persuasively to overcome the objections using ethos, pathos, logos, kairos, telos, using these core principles that have been used for generations effectively by some of the greatest marketers, philosophers, politicians, and, and professional business professionals in the world and leaders in the world. Um, so that's my ask for today is that you sit down and you map this out for your business, for your brand. You get clear with what your purpose is, what your goal is, what your, what, where you want to be to be successful. You, you have examples of ethos, what can I do to build trust and credibility and authority, pathos, what can I say to build an emotional attachment with my brand, what stories can I share, logos, what are the best facts, data, figures that I can share that, that really get people to know that this, this is why just scientifically, mathematically, factually, this is the best product. Kairos, timing-wise, where should I put these messages in my funnel? What's the right timing for each one of these pieces, each one of these components? And I think if you can do that, you can dramatically increase the likelihood that people are going to buy your product and the percentage of people that do buy your product. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that and um, hope to see better ads out there that convert more people and you all make more money. Thank